Good morning, Jordan Bruno. Good morning, Bobby Flood. Today is uh, today is what August something or other. It's August twenty second, two thousand twenty two. So four twos in that one, and then an eight. That's that's eight, a pretty mathematically eight twenty two twenty two. Yeah, pretty pretty mathematically interesting date today. Welcome back, everybody. We're the Mind Virus Show. You know where to find us because obviously you found us and you're listening. Right. Find us on the web at mindvirus.show if you're not listening. And uh, still, for the moment, on uh, your favorite podcast aggregators, we've yet to be deplatformed. We must not be saying things that are interesting enough. <laughs> we we did get one warning, I think. What was it? Uh, yeah, we had One a- of our episodes got tagged. Learn about, it was episode 81, Mockingbird. There must be something really good in that episode because it got tagged with a learn about COVID-19 tag. Yeah, on uh, Spotify. Yeah. Okay, well, I've got a question for you, Jordan, and maybe for our listeners. Okay. <clears throat> Should I let the listeners answer that? Well, they can answer in, in the comments. Okay. Question is, do you know how to spot misinformation? So what do you mean by the word misinformation? I do not think that word means what you think it means. Well, if a Republican's mouth is moving, if if someone who disagrees with the government, if their mouth is moving, let me give that's you, misinformation. Uh, let me give you some hints, okay? Five steps how you okay. can spot misinformation. Is this a, like a meme or a tweet? First of all, Read beyond the title. Step one, claim. Is this a proven fact or someone's opinion? Two, author. Do I trust the person sharing this information? Am I aware of their biases? Three, photo or video. Could this media have been faked or altered? Four, linked content. Is the site reputable? Any weird formatting in the URL? Five, context. Is the info old or taken out of context? Huh. What do you think about that, Bobby? Well, I'm just glad that Twitter safety is helping me spot misinformation. And then there's a thread. If it's not a .com, if it's like a .show, does that mean it's misinformation? Is that something weird in the URL? Probably. And they go on to say, you might wonder, why wouldn't t- Twitter take down all potentially misleading tweets? Taking down tweets is what people think of first, but it's only one action we take to guard against the impacts of misinformation. Here are other preventative measures we can take. Depending on the specific case, we might take one or more of these actions. Add labels. Provide additional context through Twitter moments. Reduce visibility of misleading tweets. Shadow ban. 
To help enable free expression and dialogue, we only remove content if it breaks our rules. Learn more about what violates those rules at help.twitter.com. So that's sort of the iron fist inside of a, a plush velvet glove, you know, like a, a very velvety glove. In the face of misleading information, we aim to create a better informed world so people can engage in healthy public conversation. We work to mitigate detected threats and also empower customers with credible context on important issues. To help enable free expression and conversations, we only intervene if content breaks our rules, which you can learn about below. Otherwise, we lean on providing you with additional context. Did tw- does Twitter allow sharing of the Charlie Hebdo? Uh, I think it was, it was Charlie Hebdo that got uh, attacked. That was the magazine. The ma- magazine, because they reprinted some cartoons ten, from, a like Danish, 10 or 12. from like a Danish artist or something. Yeah, and like 10 or 12 people were killed, right? There was yeah. a bombing at their I read a, I read a really interesting article on Zero Hedge. Uh, forget free speech. Rushdie's fatwa is winning i don't i don't know if we if we want to really talk too much about this because apparently um and this was by a guy from the gatestone institute uh giulio meotti i assume that's an italian but i could be assuming wrong uh so i'll just say it sounds italian but we'll, we'll link to that that website anyway it's a discussion about how what a chilling effect that the Muslim clerics have when they put out a fatwa, which is an order to kill or to maim or whatever, somebody who has said something that, the, that they find offensive towards Islam or Muhammad. And a very, very compelling article. What I, the reason I bring that up is because you mentioned the Twitter sickly, sweet, you know, we're helping you type of a thing. And, and I ask our, our listeners, how many of you are really using Twitter? Are, are any of, besides Bobby Flood, who in this conversation is actually using Twitter? But the reason it's important. But uh, uh, before you go right, on. Finish your thought. The thought is that you, you've mentioned the, the velvet glove over the iron fist. And I'm talking about the iron fist on the other hand, like the, the ultimate uh, expression of anti-free speech activity is is demonstrated by these fatwas, but uh, where they're just killing people. They're, the the article is really interesting because it just talks about all these people, including like just teachers in Europe, just regular old teachers who did a uh, class about free expression and happen to show these cartoons, and then they get a fatwa and they have to have police protection twenty four seven. They have to change their names, move whatever because they they become threatened by a very militant anti-speech type of um organization or or group culture is what it is and you know we could talk about islam and we could talk about uh, jihad and all that stuff it's a religious thing i get that there's there's significant emotions that get riled up there but don't we have a similar thing that has gone on in the United States over vaccines and conspiracy theories and what the the media is now softly is it's is it is it better or worse to have it out in the open because right now they're calling it misinformation or disinformation which is what the Russians called it when they clamped down on uh, anti-government or anti-state uh information 
information that threatened their their position of power. That's what they called it in the communist Soviet Union, disinformation. You know, isn't what's worse? You know, to have it out in the open, or the fact that they're subtly trying to brainwash people into thinking it's okay to cut off the life, you know, cut off the jobs, cut off the free speech, destroy people, you know, without physically killing them like the Islamists have done, you know, which is worse. Well, I think physically hurting people is pretty bad, but what's happening is right now is that the stuff that does kind of get acknowledged it's usually spun in a way to say like, well, we had no way of knowing or we knew this, but we were protecting you or it's still more manipulation than just destroying people's brains. But it's important, like whether people- You mean you, physically destroying people's brains? <laughs> what did you mean well, when you said that? Because- Well, maybe, but mostly- it is destroying. That, it's, that's it, what I would it, argue. Our is, intellect is being assaulted. That's what I would argue is that it all, just, it all starts in the mind. And so- if we think, if people over here in the West sometimes, and I think that the um, Western media and American media has mischaracterized Islam in a lot of ways and has mischaracterized countries like Iran. You know, these are places where there's a lot of good people and they have rich cultures and they're, they're really cool and we ought to be friends and have honest friendship with them instead of t- right. being fearful of everything, right? And trying to well, encircle the, them with our armies. The and, media and the government turns yeah. them into the bad guys. You got to have an enemy if you got a standing army. So when I say, when I say the media's over the last 20 or since 9-11, the media's perception of the way that they've propagandized us against uh, the Middle Eastern Islamicist, you know, we're developing into that kind of a culture just over different topics and and hot well, buttons. And they and did the same thing over the last three years things. with turning people against each other with the, the unvaccinated versus the vaccinated, the you know the believers versus the non-believers, the climate deniers versus the climate right. You cultists. have the, you have essentially Islam has five pillars, right? And this is not, this isn't, hopefully I don't get a fatwa taken out against me for this because I don't intend to insult Islam in any way, shape, or form here, but wokeism has five pillars, okay? <laughs> or, right. or 10 pillars or something. Climate change, vaccines, uh, government intervention, lockdowns, right? Transgender mental illness. And what, what's the fifth one? Um, <laughs> oh, Hillary Clinton has never done anything wrong, or I, Jeffrey Epstein did kill himself. I don't know. P- I would almost say they just pillar. have one pillar, and it's it's just whatever they say goes. They can contradict themselves if they need to. It's fine because whatever they say goes. But Twitter, like t- Twitter, is a junk show, right? But it, on the one hand, it's a junk show. On the other hand, it is a place, a big public dialogue it's a place to have conversations not a very good place it's a bad platform for that but nevertheless it's how a lot of people get their information and their news and their headlines and for twitter to just to be openly saying we're going to censor you if we don't like what you say because you break our rules people say well they can do whatever they want they're a private company it's their platform okay fine but They've taken on the role, and social media in general has become the public square. And they don't have any, you know, they're protected. You know, so if someone says something on there, 
they're protected. All right, but when they act as a tool of the White House, or whether, or, right. or whether the maybe the White House acts as their tool, I don't. They they've become a cartel. And that's not, the problem, and that's the thing. They're not making their own rules. Plus, they're extremely slanted. Like, for example, these are certain things you can't post on Twitter. Right? These go against their COVID nineteen misinformation rules. You cannot make false claims about COVID-19 that invoke a deliberate conspiracy by malicious and or powerful forces such as the pandemic is a hoax or a deliberate attempt at population control. COVID-19 is not a real disease. Immunizations are part of global surveillance, population control, or depopulation effort, and so forth and so on. Here's the thing. Why not? Why can't somebody make those claims? It's an opinion. That's a good point. It's speech, right? Somebody can make that claim, and, every, and, and we can be free to say, well, that's a joke, and move on. Right. Why not? That's dangerous? It, and they'll say, it's well, only it's dangerous. dangerous. It's only dangerous if it's true. They'll say, well, it's dangerous because it could convince somebody not to get the vaccine, which is safe and effective. It's how you get your life back. Right, right. I mean, I'm with you on this. It's, but, but at this point, so there's the, there's you just hit it. That's the religious truth that you can't. That's the that's the cartoon of Muhammad. You can't do that. Right, and then, and the list goes on. They also have a that's just the COVID policy. They have a crisis policy, which is probably something like a mass shooting, probably the Alex Jones rule. We could call it. I haven't drilled down into that one. But right. And they have all, so they have crisis information, misinformation policy, COVID-19 misleading information policy, synthetic and manipulated media policy, civic integrity policy. And that's their big elections push that they're, they're announced recently. Uh, this, the civic, you may not use Twitter's services for the purpose of manipulating or interfering in elections or other civic processes. Unless that means covering up one of the biggest news stories in the election cycle. In that case, if the story reflects badly on our preferred candidate, we will censor and bury that story and make sure that nobody can read it. You're reading verbatim from their policies. I might have been summarizing (laughs) that last part. But this is silly for them to say this because remember what they did in October 2020. Twitter banned and I think other social media platforms did as well, banned the sharing of the New York Post story on the Hunter Biden laptop. Yeah, didn't they freeze the New York Post's account there for a while? Yeah, they, they banned or froze the account of a major American newspaper, I think the oldest newspaper in America. Huh. Now say what you want about the New York Post, right? They're kind of tabloid-ish at times. Fine, whatever. That well, which- story... They're all tabloids now. Well, right, but they, they have very, uh, very salacious headlines often. But I appreciate the New York Post for that reason alone. They, they get your attention. I think MSNBC, I mean, de- depending, it, it all has to do with perspective, right? I right. mean, you look at MSNBC and it's just, period, end of story, a Trump attack rag. Well, they've, gone, they've gotten the worst TDS I've ever seen yeah. in my life. It's like... It's kind of funny. We can maybe talk about that down the road with like Liz Cheney lost her election badly, badly in Wyoming, like David Levitt badly. And she's out there now calling the people sick that, you know, she lost because of like, sick Republicans. It was Republicans. like 70-30, right? Like, you hear that, Wyoming? 
<laughs> bunch of you're, sick you're a bunch of sickos for not voting for this warmongering, TDS-suffering lunatic. But the New York Post is still willing to speak truth to power. I know that statement has almost no meaning anymore, but... I'm just the, laughing because I'm thinking of all the Miss Piggy memes I've seen lately. Right. <laughs> but the New York Post story on the Hunter Biden laptop has turned out to be correct. It's true. It was, they were... Not only correct and true, but verified by like government sources. Right. And also that even that story was just sort of the beginning of all the layers of corruption that have rolling out of that laptop. It's right. The, so I'm just saying by their own standards, like verified by government. Right. We, we, don't even, we don't even know what correct and true is, but at least it checked all the boxes that they... But Twitter had no problems yeah. at the time interfering in the 2020 presidential election. Right. It's rules for me and not for thee, right? It's whatever, whatever we say goes. These guys, the, these guys reinventing reality, like, you know, putting, putting the spin on their actions while they, while they behave. It, it's, like, it's like all the lockdown stuff where they, like the British uh, prime minister's office caught partying during COVID while telling everybody to stay locked down or who that did, happened. That who, happened. Who didn't get everywhere. caught? Governor Herbert yeah. in Utah that's went, that's went to saying. a big party and was photographed maskless that's while Utah was under a strict mask mandate. That's, that's what I'm trying to say is they have zero credibility. Why are people still giving them credibility? Is it because they do not, um, see the news or is it because they're mind controlled that's what i mean literally i wonder if we're mind controlled uh, in a large way w one of the things that we did in my family 14 years ago roughly was we stopped watching network television mm -hmm. and i'm really it's really interesting when we go to a hotel or wherever where we've got cable tv where it's got all the networks and all the you know then all the cable stuff to see the type of cacophony of of programming, it is programming, programming that it, comes it out, and how sucked in we get. Like the kids will just suck right into it and start watching TV in the room, and it's great because you're in a small room and you can keep them from bouncing off the walls and destroying everybody and everything. But I'm, I'm mind control. I don't. I don't know if that's where you wanted to go with this well, episode. Bobby's it, running it, the episode today, by uh, the way, not me. <laughs> I know sometimes you can tell it's me and not him, but today it's Bobby, well, not I, me. So. I think mind control is a big part of it. It's it is, and and if you it, try an into interesting <clears throat> an, uh, an interesting experiment, whether you have if you have network news, turn it on, or even just the regular like over the antenna, you know CBS or NBC, ABC, whatever. Turn on the evening news or CNN, which by the way CNN canceled a show called Reliable Sources, which is funny the name. Who was the host of that? Brian Stelter. Who's that? <laughs> Brian Stelter. Oh, so that guy got fired? <laughs> he did get fired, and uh, he had this cringy final episode, which I saw a couple clips of. But uh, Stelter is, uh, uh, I don't really want to get into Stelter, but he's just hilarious because he thinks he's one of these truth tellers. And even in his final episode, he's saying things like, we have to recognize when people are lying right to our faces and not allow them to have a platform it's like this is this it's is like the, this the crossing <laughs> guard or the 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 hall monitor version of uh, uh tucker carlson right but him, the for, teacher's him pet version. for him to say 
We can't allow people lying to our faces to have a platform during the ep- oh, his the final irony. his final episode. <laughs> now, <clears throat> I would almost argue like Poetic. people lying to our faces, they can have a platform. Let us discern that. Well, but here's the tricky part: right. is that they're all lying and they're very sneaky and slick about it. So here's the interesting experiment: turn on the evening news, but mute it. Oh watch, yeah, I like this. Watch these Anything, people's faces. Like watch watch an NBA game muted. Right. Okay. But but the news is interesting because it's people's faces. It's talking bobbleheads, and just their mannerisms, their facial expressions. It's just an interesting kind of way to see like who these people really are. And I think most of them are just bobbleheads. They they're script readers. They're not even. They can't think on their own. Well, I, I would I think that's a great I think that's a great experiment. I'm going to make a note that you, people should try this. Mute the TV. But then also listen listen to the words and that but maybe turn your head away from the screen and listen for phrases. Right? They use a lot of sneaky phrases that you know, like experts say, or a new study reveals. But then there's little catchphrases or catchwords like, like a new study reveals that decreasing the amount of carrots in your diet may, may, and they use that qualifier, may make you into He-Man. Which, in other words, means that the new study didn't conclude anything. It, it may, might, it, it may might have, have. Yeah, experts yeah. say. And just just listen and listen for little ways they're manipulating you. Alleged. They right. use the word alleged all the time. Listen for ways that they're manipulating you and to believe certain things. Like the, the, they'll phrase things like, for example, there was uh, when uh, Donald Trump's first wife, what was her name, Ivanka? Ivana. She just, she died recently. Um, Did he have her killed? <laughs> Well, that's MSNBC what, said that. I don't, I don't know. There was a, I think it was Media Matters put out a quote or a tweet that said, Ivana Trump, the mother of monsters, Donald Trump Jr. And, monsters? Yeah. And, and that was a real obvious example, right? She called her children monsters. They called her, her children monsters. That was, a, that was a blatant example, but it's manipulating, right? It's framing the narrative into calling, basically, Calling the Trumps family monsters, even in o- the orange man bad, right? But they do this little words here and there. You could probably pull up any news article right now and find it. And it's ways that they manipulate you into feeling and believing and thinking about something a certain way. So, okay, so you've thrown out. I think we're going to call this episode "Mind Control Mitigation." <laughs> I don't know. We'll see where the conversation goes, but. Uh, I want to throw out a little mind control mitigation idea. And this is harder than what Bobby Flood is recommending. I know Bobby Flood makes easier recommendations. Turn the television off. Turn off the media. Turn off the social media or whatever for a good amount of time. This is why it's so hard. But if you could take a 30-day fast, a 30-day break, if you're, and I'm guessing a lot of our listeners already have done that, but if you can take a 30 day break and then go back to it, you know, your perspective might be dramatically different. And I think this, this goes for a lot of things in our lives. Like 
is is it a good this is a thought experiment would it be a good thing to take a 30 day break from almost everything we do and then come back to it and see if we feel the same way about it because the things that are true and right and good won't they be able to withstand that 30 day break or on the other hand for example if we stopped reading our scriptures do we then all of a sudden become an anti-mormon after a 30 day break or you know, does does the ch- I, I think I'm throwing the church into the same thing. Is does it stand that same test that it you, it's better to have in your life than outside of it? Because like taking the church again for an example, they would say don't do that because you'll fall away and the devil will grasp you with his awful chains and you'll you'll then become one of them. You're gonna you, well, you won't be able f- to withstand the temptation if you don't come on Sunday. We or all were like forced that. to do that for three, four months. Oh, weird. That's already happened. Uh, recently. Here's an example, right? This is from today. The Associated Press, picked up by the local communist rag KSL, because half their content is just, you know, farmed from national uh, press entities. But Propaganda outlets is, I think, what you meant to say. <laughs> Here's the headline. Fauci announces December departure from government service. Oh, weird. He's, he's taking a... Okay. Just the word service is one of those words, right? Oh, because it has a positive connotation. Thank you for your service. Right, right. And as if he's volunteering. He's the nation's right, highest like if, paid employee. Right, if, the you governments. Were, if you were writing the headline, it would be Fauci finally quits. But he's not retiring. But anyway, here's the opening paragraph. And these has... The, the, just think about... Wait a minute. Did you say he's not retiring? He's stepping down as the NIAD director and special advisor to Biden, but he's not retiring. So I don't know what that means. I think he wants to I think keep, that means he's not stopping taking the paycheck. He's still, he's still killing the puppies. But here's the opening paragraph. Washington. Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert who became a household name and the subject of partisan attacks. During the COVID-19 pandemic, announced Monday he will depart the federal government in December after more than five decades of service. You're being manipulated. Who, you, who's, whose article is that? It's the AP. It's not uh, quoted. You know, there doesn't have a byline, just the AP. So, okay. <laughs> Dr. Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert. Well, who says? Right, so let's see what Zero Hedge says here. Dr. Anthony Fauci announced on Monday that he will be stepping down from his position as director of NIAID and chief of the NIAID laboratory and of immunoregulation. The 81-year-old Fauci leaves government service in December after more than 50 years. He will also be stepping down from his position of chief medical advisor to President Biden. Okay, well, so that's Zero Hedge, which is kind of considered... Uh, a hotbed of disinformation, misinformation, right. conspiracy theories, and lies. But I mean, like, objectively, w- which, if we were to compare the two, ob- objectively, right. who, who was more objective and which, which uh, language was more slanted, spin? That, that's really interesting. From the AP article, Biden praised... Biden praised Fauci in a statement saying, whether you've met him personally or not, he has touched all Americans' lives with his work. I extend my deepest thanks for his public service. The United States of America is stronger, more resilient, and healthier because of him. Okay, first of all, 
No. <laughs> President Joe Biden. Why would you say whether you've met him personally or not? Nobody's met this guy. Right. Except He's for insulated. Washington insiders, okay? And you're right. He has touched Americans' lives. But touched isn't the word I would use. I would say ruined Americans' lives. And we're not more resilient or healthier because of him. But again, this is the AP. This is a very right. glowing uh, review, and, and uh, you're being manipulated. You're just, ex- you're just expected to subconsciously accept that Dr. Fauci is the nation's top infectious disease and, expert. See, their, their language, though, can work against them because when they say President Biden praised... You know, they're hoping that everybody thinks, oh, the president well, praised this guy. And all the, all the rest of us are going, oh, yeah, he's a dirtbag. And that other dirtbag, uh, the actual, they're, of course, they're praising each other. The actual quote from Joe Biden was, Kirk Merchner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, the, come on, man. I, who? <laughs> <laughs> so the press release, the written press release. Said, Kamala Harris chimed in and said, in this time of remembrance, of remembering the time of Dr. Fauci. We remember all those times that Dr. Fauci helped us to time the remembrances. (laughs) This is only a slight exaggeration, uh, as I am here to attest. Okay, so anyway, comparing comparing Zero Hedge to the AP, they said, in a Monday statement, President Biden thanked Fauci who he called, quote, a dedicated public servant and a steady hand with wisdom and insight. Adding, quote, because of Dr. Fauci's many contributions to public health, lives here in the United States and around the world have been saved. That's at least how I would have read what he supposedly said. Um, Now, anyway, so uh, Zero Hedge, I thought they were pretty fair right up until that point, right? Because then they switch to a picture of Rand Paul with a big smirk on his face. Well, right. Which is great because, <clears throat> you know, this, this demonstrates but, their, their bias here. But that, and Zero Hedge is an aggregator. Who was the author of that? This piece? is a Zero Hedge article. Okay, so, but Zero Hedge doesn't... They do their own articles sometimes. Zero Hedge doesn't claim to be neutral, right? They, they, well, that's what I... Yeah, and that's one thing that's really important. We've talked about that before. Everybody has bias. Yeah, and that's fine. You ought to you ought to embrace that and say, look, my bias is more persuasive than their bias. Come come over to this way of thinking because it's better. Right. But see, the way that the news presents itself as unbiased, you know, Fox's tagline is fair and balanced. And in a lot of ways, that mask has come off of all of these news guys. But the AP is supposed to just be, you know, a kind They're of neutral. They're supposed to be objective, yeah. And well, here, here you have uh, Zero Hedge actually being fair and balanced, representing the major, the two opposing views, which there is a major, perhaps majority of people that em- are starting to embrace this opposing view to the Fauci narrative. And so they spend half of the article objectively stating what happened, and then they show Rand Paul and talk about how the Republicans are going to investigate their brains out if they get control, which is probably why Fauci is trying to distance himself. Perhaps, but I I disagree with that. No, I think that the way it works in Washington, there will be no real investigation. And by him being having stepped down, not retired, but stepped down, he can still take his paycheck. And the Republicans can say, well, Fauci retired. We we have bigger fish to fry. And they don't need to get into the details. They're not going to investigate a dang thing. 
they might pretend they are. Even Rand Paul. Rand Paul had some hearings with Fauci where he kind of slam dunked on him. Well, he can't. And nothing comes of it. He can't do anything without 49 other senators or, or 59, without really a supermajority that's behind him. And he'll always have the Lindsey Grahams and the Mitt Romneys that are going to, well, you know, we need to move on from this and and focus on how we can better submit to the United Nations or some garbage like that. I mean, these guys are really two-faced, mealy-mouthed, politicians. I hate to say it that way. Did you know, Bobby, that uh, the word politics, you probably do because you read Nibley's Beyond Politics, it's from the same root as our word polite. Mm-hmm. And so when you say politicize, you the, it really should mean to politicize. But you see how that word is to- totally means something entirely different to politicize versus to politicize? Right. That's how far we've gone, folks. You're, 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 this political discourse is supposed to be polite. It's supposed to allow for opposing views. It's supposed to allow the truth to come forth. It's supposed to allow reason to prevail. It's supposed to allow natural rights to reign supreme. Come, let us reason together. But rather, now when we politicize something, that means to, destir- to destroy your enemies, to engage in baseless rhetoric, to sh- try to shut down conversation, and steal all the money to use against your enemies for the next generation. And I, I would argue that the things that Twitter outlined, things like that, are important aspects of free speech and a free society. You have to have the fringe opinions. Oftentimes they do end up being the right true idea, or at yeah, least the, based in truth. Good ideas, right? But you have to have those. We have to have the fringe opinions because that's how we figure out. Yeah, let, let me just highlight what is actual actual reality. Let me just highlight some fringe opinions that came forth a couple hundred years ago in the Western Hemisphere. Okay. Certain truths that we hold self-evident that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, namely life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These are God-given rights that men shouldn't trample on. That was a fringe idea in 1776. It was on the fringe. It was being discussed out in the open by a ragtag bunch of... British subjects who had gotten too much leeway. They'd had too much time to think. Look backwards in history and find any of the people that we celebrate now in any aspect, whether it's... People that we, me and Bobby, celebrate. Not, uh, even, not even, the people that... The, <laughs> uh, both, right? Even the kind of the... the, the well, they're tearing down the statues. Well, true. I mean, two years but, ago, they were tearing down the statues of Thomas Jefferson. But look back at... at you know, people like in, in any industry, right? Any kind of work, line of work, or or discipline. You have philosophers and scientists, and yeah, uh, name mathematicians. One guy that you're of. Well, like uh, like um, Galileo, right? Okay, he he hasn't been canceled yet. Galileo, Galileo, but his ideas, Galileo, his ideas were magnifico. Oh, is that the Galileo you were talking about? Yes. Okay, keep going. His, his fringe ideas 
were not only fringe, but heresy. But he turned out to be correct. For the uninformed, Galileo helped the physical science world move away from the Ptolemaic model of the cosmos. The Ptolemaic model was a uh, an Earth-centric model, or geocentric is the way we would put it, where th- they had... Now, I'm, I'm really tempted to get into a history lesson here because this is important. People think that the ancient world believed that the Earth was at the center of the universe, and that is a misnomer. The Egyptians didn't orient their monuments regularly to, to very interesting star patterns and whatnot and, 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 and build them proportionate to the size and diameter of the Earth and the distance between the Earth and the Sun because they thought the Earth was the center, okay? But they made a model of the cosmos or the universe that had the earth at the center because that was a metaphysical model, an allegorical model of where you are at the center of your cosmos relative to all these heavenly bodies that are used allegorically to represent other uh, heavenly beings and places in your progression, right? So there's the you have to you have to realize that the Ptolemaic model it was named by a guy named. It was named for an astronomer that lived in the first century called Ptolemy, not to be confused with Alexander's general, Alexander the Great's general, Ptolemy, who uh, took about a quarter of the empire, including Egypt, after Alexander's death. Uh, this, This Ptolemy, the astronomer, had set forth a physical model of the universe that had the earth as its center. And so for a long time, there was confusion. A lot, of, a lot of people did believe that the earth was the center and all the objects rotated around it, all the heavenly objects, the sun, the moon, the stars, etc. So that's the geocentric model. It's sometimes called the Ptolemaic model. But because this is super important to me, I have to interrupt Bobby and explain to you that when we talk about the Ptolemaic cosmos, and, and by the way, that's spelled P-T-O-L-M-A-I-C, right? The Ptolemaic or Ptolemy, P-T-O-L-E-M-Y, all right? When, when we talk about these things, when we're talking about the Ptolemaic cosmos, we're talking about a, an allegorical model of the eternal progression of mankind versus how the universe is actually laid out, okay? Because <laughs> when you're teaching someone, you always want to bring your lesson home to them by putting in, in their perspective. You've got to be able to see with someone else's eyes in order to teach and help them see something different, right? You've got you to know what they're seeing so you can help them see beyond that. Okay, so anyway, that's the Ptolemaic model. And that was in vogue for a long time. And the Catholic Church had evolved in such a way that they were preaching that that model or the geocentric model was the way the actual physical universe was created. Now, this is similar to Mormons who go to the temple and they watch the temple drama, the creation drama unfold in living color in the movie there. And do we still have a movie or is it now a slideshow? I haven't been in a while. It's a movie. Is it? Okay. Uh, They did new ones maybe five, ten years ago. Yeah, I remember those. But I, I, since all the contactless stuff, anyway, it's neither here nor there. If if you're watching that and you think that's how God created the universe, 
I think you're missing the point. The point is not that the temple is a scientific explanation. It's an allegory where you must consider yourselves respectively Adam and Eve. You are the, this couple represents you as if you were at the altar, is what the narrator says. You must consider yourselves respectively Adam and Eve. And so it's about your journey through these areas of darkness as the lights, the lights should keep going up. <laughs> they should. <laughs> I hope they are. Uh, Anyway, yeah, it, the, the, the Mormon Temple movie is not a scientific explanation of what happened. Genesis is not a scientific explanation of how the world was created. It's a metaphor. It's, it's an allegory. So Galileo, people like Galileo come along, Copernicus, the people in the Renaissance, and they're like, hey, you know what? The, we've taken this as a physical, as a physicality, it's a, as an explanation of what physically happened. So you can see how the, the conversations shifted and became literalized and how you can kind of see through the Catholic church, how, how by taking things too literal and how orthodoxifying everything, dumbing it down to the lowest common denominator, you know, how that can actually hurt your society. They then had these revolutionaries come along and say, Hey, wait a minute. That's not how the universe works. We can observe these things. We can make these calculations. And that's where Galileo comes up with what was an ancient idea, but he rediscovers it. And it is the heliocentric model of our solar system, that the planets revolve around the sun. And that explains the movement of the heavenly bodies so much better. Well, what did they get for speaking truth? Excommunication. In some cases, burning at the stake. Yeah, <clears throat> he would have been he would have been squelched on Twitter. That was are the we, first thing that do, happened is he we, was banned on Twitter. Do we now in our day and age in 2022 do we know everything and so that definitive truth about anything yes. is known and yes. so we can't have fringe ideas that explore different possibilities? That's what Twitter is saying is that we right. are the we are the arbiters of truth. We meaning me are and you, single me. Meaning Bobby Flood and Jordan Bruno are the truth. arbiters of truth. <laughs> By the way, your favorite politician, Yacinda Ardern, is apparently in trouble in New Zealand. Yeah, he's talking to you guys, the listeners. She, she may, uh, I think the New Zealanders are finally woken up to her shtick. So are they going to have an election or has she canceled uh, all elections? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when, when her re-election is up but i think her uh act is wearing old according to a few sources i've read but i don't i wasn't able to verify the the veracity of those sources and the expert status of those sources i saw a tweet i don't remember where who it was it was a doctor i think who said that stupidity denies the experts and so you're stupid if you question any of these so-called self-appointed experts hmm but uh, having these fringe opinions, having ideas that are on their face, maybe absurd, are important. It's sort of like, like having an Alex Jones out there saying things that are out there or appear to be out there is like having... Until they're proven right later. Right. It's like having comedians. There's a lot, a lot of comedians cross a lot of lines, but that's their job. That's the point of their... That's their role in society. They're the ones out there, they cross lines so we know where our lines are. And it might be that, you know what, that 
so, so that particular comedian, I don't really like his jokes. I find them offensive. Great. You don't have to listen to him. Other people might find him great. You know, someone like George Carlin. George Carlin was profane and uh, obscene, and he ruffled a lot of feathers. He also spoke a lot of important truths. Nowadays, he'd probably be canceled. Yeah, we've been canceling people and deplatforming him. But how, the, generally, the way that you handle this in a polite society is you just ignore them, right? Right. There's, no, you have, there's nothing compelling you to uh, buy Dave Chappelle's latest special. There's nothing compelling you to tune into Joe Rogan's podcast. There's nothing compelling you to uh, buy a book from uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Or, or to listen to InfoWars. To listen to InfoWars. But on the flip side, there are forces preventing you from doing some of those things or trying to prevent you from doing those things. And so who's right in that scenario? Who's abusing power? Well, you know, I guess even though things have been bad in the West, it, 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 well, I guess I can't, I, I can't say it hasn't devolved to the fatwa type of uh, mentality either. They, that's, the thing with the fatwas is it's more public. It's like, hey, everybody go out and kill this guy. Well, you, you have social fatwas happening to people. You get, yeah. They get piled on and then yeah. canceled, and that goes both ways. But we've had secret murders too. I don't know if you remember, oh, like there sure. was uh, a journalist who exposed some of this. It was a Rolling Stone journalist a few years back whose Mercedes just all of a sudden, uh, you know, I worry about some of these new cars when you have electronic uh, throttles and, mm-hmm. and braking and, and steering assist and stuff. Because this guy's car just all of a sudden went full throttle and he ended up in a fiery wreck and died down at the end of the street in California there, you know, somewhere. And his it looks like an accident, but the guy had published some stuff that was very critical of some high-level generals in Washington in Rolling Stone, which is a fairly widely read communist pub- publication. But uh, right, no, th- that kind of stuff happens all the time. I mean, well, but we—it's secret murder, right? We don't right. know. In the case of Alex Jones, they don't—I don't know—maybe they don't want to make a martyr out of him, but he—he's been uh, socially murdered, right? And then, and that 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 happens all the time on, on Twitter. And then Twitter, Twitter is still, there's still many kind of uh, what we would call team reality accounts on Twitter that are banned and just nuked. They just absolutely eradicated them. And some of those people have started new accounts, but you know, Jordan Peterson is currently banned from Twitter. He's holding the line. As far as I know, he's holding the line. I don't think he's, he doesn't need Twitter. Twitter, Twitter needs to go the way of MySpace. Sure. Do you remember it, MySpace? It, yeah, I never used it, but it won't. It, at this point, it's too ingrained in the way we discuss the world. Really? You think so? I mean, it could go away and people would adapt, but it's, it, it's not going to go away organically. MySpace kind of went away organically when other products like when that Facebook came people along, liked better. Facebook was easier, yeah. Yeah. And of course, Facebook is, is just... When I say Twitter, I mean... Twitter, Facebook. Oh, really? I, I mean, social media. It's not media. very precise. No, it's not. Okay. Deal with it. Sorry. But I was Twitter, thinking Twitter. Uh, but Twitter is... I'd like to see Twitter go away because the company uh, specifically, because of their uh, wokest, leftist, statist attitude. Well, that's the thing with their rules enforcement. It I always goes one way. Right now, under their... One of their rules is you can't post claims that are definitive about COVID stuff. Well, what about the claim that the vaccine 
will prevent you from catching COVID. That's definitive. And it's all, it's all over the place. Did someone make that claim? Yeah, a lot of people made that claim, including <laughs> the President of the United States, <laughs> including the director of the CDC. Everybody made CDC, that claim. The news outlets. Fact, that, well, that was the whole idea, was that the vaccine was actually going to be a vaccine. Oh, man. Well, the things, have, things have gone. I think you're illustrating the point really well. The things have slid a long ways. You know, we're, I like to say it this way, we're off the cliff by about 12 feet. We're 16 feet down and we've got a thousand feet left to fall. A lot of screaming left to do. We're going somewhere. It's happening. I don't think there's anything we can do to stop it, but there, there are perhaps things that we could do to step to the side to avoid the oncoming train. Well, it's like uh, we talked a little bit about, about this last week. I think you've got to break out of the mind prison recognize when you're being manipulated and i'm not claiming that i have an an end-all be-all understanding of that i i'm certain i'm still being pushed around mentally by things i don't recognize yet but understand when you're being manipulated and then you can act accordingly you can understand better like what is it that they're trying to make me think or believe or do and then you can start asking questions like, well, who is it that's trying to make me do these things? And why are they, why do they want me to take this action? For example, you know, let's beat this dead horse. Why, why did they push the vaccine so hard? Why? The, va- the, the virus that it was supposed to protect you from was not that crazy virus. Remember, we went a whole year of this pandemic, <clears throat> quote unquote without the vaccine, right? 2020. 2021, you started to get the vaccine available and nothing really changed as far as numbers. Mm -hmm. 2021 was actually worse. After the vaccine came out. After the vaccine. For deaths, all causes. And it continues. Yeah. But even, let's, let's imagine, let's imagine that the vaccine was what they said it was and the virus was what they said it was. Even then, they're, they're the harsh approach that they took. Remember, they wanted unvaccinated people to lose their jobs. They wanted unvaccinated people to be denied access to health care for other things. Oh, you got in a car accident, you rushed to the hospital. You're unvaccinated? Sorry, you're going to die on the gurney. They wanted unvaccinated people to be excluded from society. You're not allowed it basketball games. You're not allowed at church. You're not allowed to go to concerts. And then just the constant push, which still continues, right? I mentioned the the ads over the loudspeaker at the grocery store brought to you by Pfizer. I was there. Canada brought to you by Pfizer. Right. I was there again and, and they're still playing them over and over and over. So let's ask some questions. Okay. Who is it that's pushing this? Why are they pushing it, and what do they want you to do? Yeah. I, and you can, you can ask those questions about everything. Like, why did they want us to, to stand with Ukraine? Who was pushing that? What did they want us oh, to do? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just I saw an article earlier. I was looking for it. Uh, that uh, the, I think it's British Columbia has decided they're not going to pay women maternity leave if they don't get vaccinated, which is just absurd. Right. Uh, <laughs> but look, you're... Your comment on asking the question why, I think, is really, really important. It's very astute. It's a really good idea. In fact, we can do that's that's a 
it may seem a little weird. You know, you might think, oh, this is this is a crazy manic type of a person, neurotic person that just walks around and just says, why, why everything, you know, not regular people don't do that. But it would be helpful if we all did that about everything. Like when I take a drink of my Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar, I could say, why? Right. Why? Is it because it tastes good? Yes. Is it because <laughs> I'm thirsty? Why this instead of water? Why, why, um, you know, I can't answer the phone while I am on uh, the podcast, my friend. Sorry, I just got distracted. Why did I pick that up instead of continue talking? Right. Uh, you know why? Why do we do anything? That that is a really valid question for us to be asking. Who who's influencing me? Is it me? Is it is it me that really wants to buy this, or is it somebody else that wants me to buy this? Mm-hmm. Why am I wearing this clothing? Why am I, uh, you know, buying these types of things at the store? I think you'll find that a lot of your impulses are to buy things. Uh, I think your impulses, a lot of your impulses, was, will be that I want to uh, look at something on my computer. Like a good question is why do I open up Twitter or Facebook? Why? Like we've been, it gives us dopamine. That's one of the reasons. Absolutely, it does. So uh, like I'll be sitting at my computer and I will absentmindedly flip over to a news website or something. I have like a regular set of things that I'll check and I'll find myself in a moment of where the brain, not clarity, it's, a moment of pause where it's like, okay, I've, I've kind of forgotten what I'm right. You're working going through on. a muscle memory. Yeah. I wish I had those moments of clarity more often, but the muscle memory says go to this website. And so then I absentmindedly type it in and pull it up. My muscle memory is so absurd. Like I will have Twitter open on my phone and I will close it and, and then immediately reopen it. reopen it and think, why did I just do that? Yeah. Why did I? Is that, that's crazy. We're totally in the matrix. Right. I mean, we're like, well, and I know and that we're, it's not just us, right? Chime, chime in. I mean, I don't, I'm guessing we'll get like three people. Dr. Nick will actually admit that he does the same thing or something like that. Or Whitaker. Whitaker. Come on, Whitaker. We haven't heard from you in a while. Here's a why question. Why do they hate Trump so bad? Because again, uh, going back to Liz Cheney, right? Liz Cheney is super anti-Trump, even though in the beginning she was pro-Trump. And I think she used Trump to kind of rise in popularity. But she says, <laughs> she says, um, it says clearly that his hold, meaning Trump, Trump's hold is very strong among some portions of the Republican Party. Party. My state of Wyoming is not necessarily a representative sort of, you know, sample of the party. It's like, Yes, it is. It's, it's, it <laughs> it and, is. And let's remember that they all act, they all say <laughs> these things as if Trump didn't win and wasn't the president. Obviously, the Republican Party liked Trump enough to elect him president, along with a whole bunch of independents. Let's not forget that he did really well among independents and was the first Republican in a long, long time to right. carry certain states like Michigan, Pennsylvania. Uh, uh, Wisconsin, a lot of those sort of Rust Belt states. I don't think a Republican had carried those states in a general election, presidential election, since Reagan. 
they've been trying really hard to wipe the whole election integrity thing behind behind them, you know, under the rug. And one of the things that's being ignored is the 2000 Mules documentary. Again, again. Well, she says, she says, I think it says people continue to believe the lie. They continue to believe what he's saying, which I don't know that Trump is really saying a lot about the election. Trump's not really saying much. I mean, like, that's the thing. The 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 2000 Mules documentary is so compelling. They have the cell phone data. If either they're outright liars, they're just totally bat blank, 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 crazy, or they're onto something with these self, the cell phone data right. and the mules. So they, she says they continue to believe what he's saying, which is very dangerous. I think it also tells you that large portions of our party, including the leadership of our party, is very sick. If by sick you mean concerned about whether Biden really got 80 million votes by com- campaigning from his basement, I mean... Well, let's, again... By all accounts, that should have there should have been a lot smaller turnout in that election. She's saying that if you the reason she lost is not because she's an unappealing candidate and doesn't represent the right. Her, it's because her, her voters are sick. It's the people in her district are sick. That's why she lost. The people there in Wyoming that voted her out. If you, any of you are listening, well done, because she obviously despises and hates you. <laughs> you, yeah, your, your option was to have somebody that despised and hated you be your representative or to vote them out. By the way, Utah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a long list of candidates here. I think Bobby Flood will be uh, bringing up that despise and hate you. Top of the list. Is the top of the list Spencer Cox or is it a man named uh, Mitt Romney's Mittard. on the top of that list? What is Mitt short for? Mitterrand? Francois Mitterrand is that why he went by uh, by uh, Pierre Delecto? What does that mean, really? I think his name is Willard Mitt Romney. I think is his full Mitt's name. Mitt's not short for something. I don't think so, but I don't care. Baseball Mitt. But he despises you. Oh yeah. He 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 carpet bagged really Utah. Bobby. <laughs> he carpet bagged Utah. Right. He hates Bobby's voices. He hates the voices. I'm not retiring. I'm just stepping down from my responsibilities of killing puppies. And I'm enjoying all of the benefits of being the top you know, infectious I think, disease I think you could morph expert. that into a Marlon Brando. It has to be a little softer. Do a Marlon. <laughs> it's Marlon in his later years. Marlon doing a Biden impression. Oh man, we it's just it's a clown world. Should we yeah, we could work on the voices for another episode. But you know, again, like talking about manipulation. Cheney's Liz Cheney is is a losing candidate ever gotten this big. She's she's been on a bunch of news channels going around, you know, doing the Sunday talk tour. And she's just lying right to our faces, right? Or saying things like, You're sick because I, I lost because you're sick. Well, I think she's just trying to score points with the moneyed establishment. That's she probably well, recognizes. Is she a member of the Council on Foreign Relations? She's. I don't know, but she's a. She's the number three Republican in the House, whatever that means. But she's also in the wake of all this. She's the number three Republican in the House. Yeah. What does that mean? She's the t- chair of the something committee. Why? Again, can she, we ask I, these questions? Yeah, why we can't ask because the maybe it's the Republican Party that it, maybe she's right. The Republican Party leadership is sick. <laughs> she could be correct. Yeah. But uh, 
she also teased a presidential run, and she's come out and said, I will help Democrats defeat Trump-endorsed candidates. What's interesting, I think a 12, 12 Republicans voted to impeach Trump, and 10 of them have, lo- have lost primaries or elections. 10 of them are out. Like the Republican Party doesn't appreciate that. We're, the they're, base, they're the, watching and paying the, attention. When you say the party, you mean the people that yeah. participate in that yeah. party. And look, I... I'm kind of party is a I'm legal kinda, entity. I'm kind of neutral on Trump. I'm not a registered Republican. I'm not registered with any party. But I I kind of sit back and look at this and think obviously it is the party of Trump. He's enormously popular and the people that he endorses for good or ill, the you know, sometimes he endorses some head scratchers like Dr. Oz is running mm-hmm. for Senate in Pennsylvania. The people he endorses do well. Okay, so Bobby I'm just going to tell you guys at the risk of everyone uh, shaming me into silence or whatever, canceling me. I think that he is either the kayfabe heel. I'm beginning to think that's the case. Or he will become the kayfabe victor taking us into a world war three scenario. Like I don't, I'm not, I don't think he's as genuine as a lot of people want to believe. I think that this is a a kayfabe thing. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's how I feel at this point. I think you're right. But I've also considered the possibility that he's the kayfabe heel and he doesn't even know it. That he's just, because I, I don't necessarily think Trump is like the most self-aware. Okay, now we're getting back to the, he's the unknowing heel. It just, I think he might be being pushed around or manipulated a little. I think that's a possibility. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's the, the, the deceptions that are... Like he, being, in his he, own mind, he knows he's the villain, but he's embraced that... No, I don't think he thinks of himself as a villain. Well, I think he as sees himself as a vi- victim. Yeah, he's the anti-establishment victim here. Right. A villain to the establishment. Yeah. And that's, and I think that's one of the big aspects of his appeal. Like, because the every man is sick and tired of being lied to and manipulated and, and called deplorables and very sick and mm-hmm. Bible toting, gun toting. What did Obama, what was Obama's phrase? Uh, people who are clinging to their guns bitter bitterly clinging to their guns and bibles, bibles or something like that like the obama we don't need to even worry about well he's still the president of the united states <laughs> that's what people say but he was never the president of the united states remember he all he did was read a teleprompter there was one time right. when the teleprompter broke and he had to stop right he he's not some he oracle. was the most on vacation president we had to that point but the 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 point being, or that, that, it, that's my point, is that it's all kayfabe. That, right, that right. We, of course, we, it we is. are being distracted. From but the everyday American is recognizing that, or at least they're they're recognizing that they're they're sick and tired of their government treating them like trash. That's why we need to turn off the propaganda outlets and then kind of take take some time and think. Okay, does this matter in my life, or do I need to focus on local issues? Even though they're, th- that's the problem is they're sucking so much money out of, uh, out of our cities and towns and states. And we're sort of beholden to them for that reason. 
the Solari guys, Catherine Austin Fitz, they put together a good report on taxation that they were hoping people would take to their local representatives about strategies to mitigate the flow of money out to the federal government. You know, the 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 reason our legislators and our our local administrators are so wrapped up in the national politics is because the national politics are giving them money, right? The the CARES Act, the the bailouts, all these yeah. There's more federal stim- programs. Stimulus checks are going out as we speak. Another the, round. They're getting they're getting money from what? Hold on a second. There's another stimulus going out. Mm-hmm. How much am I going to get? I don't know. Do you see how that works? Do right. you see how mid thought? Okay. So the the problem is the money's coming from the wrong source, and we need to take our tax money and hold it against the feds and say, look, we're not going to pay you this stuff. We're going to use it for ourselves. And you guys need to start behaving lawfully. Otherwise, we're, you, know, you don't get our tax money. That's, that's the states need to get together, which will never happen. That's the problem yeah. I have with, I mean, I'm going to link to this so you guys can send this to your legislators if you want. Well, the, the bottom line is that- It'll never happen. The bottom line is that we are in need of a, a second American revolution. Now, I'm not, that doesn't have to be a violent revolution. It can be a, a revolution of our of behavior and of our mindsets. Well, it can if, be a mass if, repentance. Right if, every, right, if every American listens to the Mind Virus show and then asks the question why and mutes the TV and goes on the media fast, then we have a chance. I mean, what, what would happen if uh, even just 40 I don't know, 30 to 40% of everybody stopped paying taxes. Like they, they can't, they can't. They, they can't. would probably start a war. Uh, maybe. But I think that 30 to 40% would quickly become 60 to 80%. And See, this is the death spiral that I get into in my mind. It's like, oh, right. there's nothing you can do. Why, 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 why? Uh, it's... Because it it feels really helpless at times. Yeah. It is kind of helpless. I think we should. There is a lot we can do. We need to pay attention to the local politics, like the David Levitt thing. Good job, Utah County. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's not a cannibal, but he's no longer going to be the attorney either. So well, he's probably going to make a lot of money trading buffalo in Ukraine that don't belong to him. If he can ever get his apartment back, for in children Ukraine. that don't belong to him. Right. Well, I'm sure he's still got his apartment in Ukraine. Right. By the way, the uh, did you see the story about the Russian oligarch's daughter? Yeah, car bombing? Yeah. And they, they think maybe he, the oligarch, I can't remember his name or what he what specifically his role was. They think he was the target and she'd borrowed his car to go oh, to a, a movie or music dang. and she got blown up. Dang. And it's like, oh, but... I still, you're still going to stand with Ukraine, aren't you? Even though they're prob- most probably likely killing people who have nothing to do with any of this, killing civilians with car bombs. Is that what you stand for when you stand with Ukraine? Yeah. The, I think it was Aeschylus, a Greek poet. Or the CIA. Said, I think it was this Greek poet, Aeschylus, who said, the first casualty of war is the truth. Right. And that is right where we're at. We are in the war right now. Who, you know, is it good that this 
that they're attacking that guy or not? What what's going on over there in Ukraine? Well, it's clear that the Americans have been mucking around in Ukraine for the, many this is years. an American war. They're just using Ukrainian yeah. bodies. Yeah. The CIA's over there. They've been over there for a long time. They've been training people. Right. They're probably leading all of this stuff. They they probably had something to do with that car bombing. Yeah, so are we the baddies or are all the nations bad, you know? I Well, the first casualty is the truth, but it's a good thing that I now know how to spot misinformation. (laughs) Yes, you do. And as they used to say at the end of G.I. Joe, knowing is half the battle. The other half is car bombings on civilians. Did you watch G.I. Joe as a kid? I love G.I. Joe. Yeah, Yeah, that was one of my favorites. I had a lot of little action figures. You can find it on YouTube. In fact, they'll play like... Back to back to back to back, just constantly, 24-7. So I was watching... Dun, 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 dun. I keep going, I'm just... I was watching some thing. recently. as an adult, you realize how bad it is. Like the animation was bad, the writing, the script, the stories are all bad. And you notice, something I noticed, I remember it from a kid, and it was kind of verified as I watched again, no one ever dies. They'll shoot a plane out of the sky whether it's a bad guy or whatever, and they always get they always that parachute out. Parachute, <laughs> which I can understand it's a show for kids and a little bit of a propaganda, right? American military might propaganda going up against the... the what what the, was interesting is how cobra. All, the, all the Cobra guys are wearing masks, so they're really dehumanized. They're not really yeah. humans. They're yeah. just bad guys. Even Destro, who had a face, but it was a metal face. Yeah, yeah. I love G.I. Joe. Zartan, I, who keeps changing faces. Yeah, I had a lot of... The Baroness. Uh, a lot of those figures. Oh, I love that. Um, but yeah, you can find that on YouTube, like literally I have marathons. Wa- I have watched some of the early stuff. The, the one on the weather manipulation machine was like awesome. <laughs> and He-Man was the same way. I, you can find He-Man on YouTube, and man, is it bad. No, wait a minute. It wasn't a weather manipulation machine. Was it, it, wasn't it the one, one where they would... It was a transporting machine? Maybe it like transported the whole Cobra army from one oh, place to yeah, another. Yeah, like their whole like the big ship, the big like floating. GI Joe had a big floating like hovercraft. No, it aircraft wasn't that one. This is one of the fly. earlier ones. I kind of remember what you're talking about. It was one they had to get like three critical elements to to uh, to to get this transportation teleportation machine going, and then they zapped all the Cobra guys over to another place or the G.I. Joe <laughs> army got captured or something. I can't remember. You should watch it. I'll find a link to it. The cartoons back then, they would always end with a little moral, right? The, like the credits would roll and then it would come after the, the commercial break. And you'd... Today we learned that working together is better than not. Right. And, and in the 80s when we grew up, uh, remember Saturday morning cartoons, there'd be all kinds of moral uh teaching and and um you know just practical advice interspersed in the commercials and i i i've said this before i'll say it again i think the the last hope for the world is gen z we're or x which uh, which one are we x yeah gen x that's us z is like our kids yeah we're the last hope and i don't mean we specifically i just mean that we're the last people that remember the before times before, before 9-11? Before 9-11, before the internet, before, before the rise phones, of cable news, cell media. phones. We, we, we had to learn how to 
ask a girl out to her face and then to dump that girl <laughs> into in, in her face or be dumped to our faces. You, yeah, you could do it over the phone, but... Or you just ignore them. Right, you just ghost them. Oh. And then it, that happens. But we had to... We remember. We remember what it was like. And it wasn't perfect, but I, in a lot of ways, I think it was better. And I think we're the last generation of people who is recognizing that things are really different now and not necessarily in good ways. There's some really cool things right now, right? In these days and the computer processing power and communication is well, there are, amazing. There and, are movements on to uh, unplug, you know, yeah. that, but they're, they don't seem to gain very much traction. Well, because we're addicted to our phones. Like, how are you going to spread the word about unplugging? When you got to use Facebook and Twitter to spread the, to word, spread the yeah. word, you know, yeah, it's like trying to try to start a business nowadays. Uh, how are you gonna How are you gonna tell anybody about it? Well, you can buy advertising on TV or radio. But that's expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I'll advertise on Instagram. Right. Well, who will, who wants to do that? Well, that's the way you do it now. Mm-hmm. Or Twitter or Facebook. Anyway. It is a summer day. Well, school's already started, but it's still nice outside. Tell you what, let, let's let the listeners chime in and tell us what their solutions are to these problems. Okay. Everybody, please make a comment on what we can do to affect change in our own lives, to identify the mind control, to kind of take, take our society back. It's worth noting that that, that Twitter post of how to spot misinformation, they are, they're pounding it hard. They're promoting it, which means they're, I don't know if they pay themselves to advertise, but they promote it. It says right on the bottom, promote it. They're self-prostituting to themselves. And then they post it just regularly. But in the comments, most of the comments are like, you mean like this? And they show an example so of- So Twitter got ratioed? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure they can, you know, they can suppress they that. They unratioed there. themselves. But they're pushing it hard. They're pushing it really hard leading into election season. And just know that these guys aren't your friends. You might think Jack Dorsey is cool or whatever, but these guys aren't your friends. None of the billionaires, none of these movers and shakers are Not even Elon Musk. Elon Musk seems like he's a cool guy, right? He's funny. He posts memes. He tried to buy Twitter. He's probably not your friend. In fact, he's developing something to put into your brain to control you. (laughs) <laughs> literally called Neuralink. Yeah. Why? <clears throat> right. Why? Well, yeah, I'd like to know what, uh, what you guys think. And uh, so please leave a comment. Mindvirus.show. You can find us all over the podcast aggregators. We're probably on those lists, like hot shows list. now, yeah. top shows. Probably the top. Probably all you have to look, do is just go to Spotify and we'll be right there. Look for us right underneath Joe Rogan. We're usually right up neck and neck with him. I can't believe we haven't had, had like a, a a collab yet with Joe Rogan. People are like people are pirating us and putting us on YouTube. <laughs> are, they, are they really? Stuff. No. Okay. <laughs> I guess is that is that no is that's that when not, you know that's when you know you're famous? Yeah, that's yeah. when you know you've made it. Is other people are making money off of your content? Yeah, exactly. Well, as I, I've, said, I've no. said a lot, I've said this multiple times, uh, I am available anytime you need me to be on your show, Joe Rogan. I will make time. I will even fly to Austin myself. But I know, I know, like a great I know you like to hunt 
elk. Joe Rogan, I know you do a lot of your elk hunting here in Utah. So if you're in Utah and you want to uh, slip by, we will have you in our studio. It's just as cool as yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody yeah. else out there that's famous that, I, that listens and has big audiences, I know Except you're out there. Except for you, Liz Cheney. Yeah, because you know what, Liz Cheney? You can just drop. <laughs> okay, that's a reference to it's a mad, 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 mad world, and it's a joke. You know what, lady? <laughs> Except for you, lady. Oh, man. You know what, though? She's obviously going to become the next president because she's enormously popular. President of what? Probably Daughters of the Utah Hall- Pioneers. Halliburton? <laughs> Halliburton, that's right. You know what's funny is right, leading right up to the election, she did an ad with her dad, Dick Cheney, yeah. saying that Donald Trump represents the greatest threat that America has ever known. And I'm just like, What? You're the guy who blew up millions of Iraqi kids. And you want to talk about threats? I think, yeah, I think the shine's coming off on some of these lies. But Well, the neocon anyway. warmongering party is, I think, diminishing in its popularity. Mm-hmm. Although a lot of that kind of... Re- re- I think we're pretty surfaced war- with Ukraine. I think we're pretty war-weary. I think we're pretty war-weary. At this point, well, hey, look, listeners, tell us what you want us to talk about. If you have any topics, I'm trying to get Bobby to watch the movie Doctor Strange. I want to do a, a symbolism deep dive on that. I will. I, I really. I meant to watch it. I had a, a busy. No, week, it's okay. Week it's last okay. week, we forgive you, Bobby. We forgive okay. you. It's All okay. Right. But I'm just saying. I mean. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, he literally turns water into wine at the wedding in the first scene. Did I tell you that? That's a spoiler. Yeah, we talked about that. It's right off, right up front. There's a wedding. I would watch it, but the thing is, like, I don't think our listeners represent the the party very well. I think a lot of our listeners are very sick. Hmm. That's why they need to see the doctor, <laughs> Doctor Strange. <laughs> Oh man, I I love these politicians. They're so it's amazing. You lost an election, not even a tight election. You lost by 40 points and and your only response is, "Well, you're all sick." <laughs> <laughs> like man, it's amazing. Yeah, that is it's amazing. Beyond the pale. Liz Cheney, unlike Spencer Cox is not our rendezvous with destiny. That's right. Well, well done Wyoming. Good job. I hope this person you did elect is a person of principle and uh, values the founding pr- principles and, and ideas of this great nation that we live in. And I hope she can go to Washington and represent you and fight for our liberties and all of those good things and doesn't just become absorbed by the brain-dead Borg that absorbs and brain-deads people. Here, 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 here. All right, everybody little shorter today but that's okay it's still summertime maybe you got one last weekend before you got to go back to real life and school and all that but find us at mindvirus.show leave us a good positive review on spotify or apple i'll give you the last word jordan goodbye